is Sarah Sloan, and you are listening to The Sarah Sloan Show. Hope you guys are doing okay. Even if you're not, you know, just try to pretend with me so we can have some fun here. Okay, it's been a crazy day. Or has it? Maybe I'm just crazy, and so therefore then the day is crazy. I'm going to have to do some serious thinking about that. Guys, so much is happening in the world. So for the first thing, Kim Jong-un, anyone know who he is? In charge of North Korea? A terrible dictator. It, you know, oh gosh, crazy story. I remember I, uh, I know that people like eat wood, like sticks, grass. They have nothing there. It is a terrible place to live. But they, you know, they give a semblance that things are good in North Korea. And I had a friend and we would just always debate politics, which I don't think is always the best thing to do, by the way. Uh, you know, you're not always going to agree on stuff. So you, you're putting your friendship maybe on the line if you're always debating politics. And she was saying, oh, yeah, well, uh, North Korea has a 100% literacy rate. And I just thought, oh, wow, you really believe that? It's pretty sad because they do not have a 100% literacy li rate. That's what they're telling you they have, but it is not the truth. Go there and you will see. And there's this one lady, she, Yomi Park, she is, man, listen to a podcast with her in it. Joe Rogan did one. Jordan Peterson did one. Uh, Megan Kelly did one. Her story is fascinating. It's heartwarming. Um, it's touching because she got out of there. And that's the beauty of the story. She got out of there. You don't want to go there. But anyway, Kim Jong-un, he is basically, he's, go he's going to Russia. He's going to Russia. And he's not going by private jet like many other powerful rich people are going. He's going by rail. So he's, that's apparently how he likes to do things. He likes to travel that way. And so it's going to be a 20-hour train ride from Pyongyang. I think I said that right, but who knows? Uh, all the way to Russia. And then he's going to meet with Putin. And they are, they're both sanctioned countries. And so they're, it's kind of like the two bad kids teaming up is kind of what, what you could think of it as. And so North Korea, they are potentially going to ship ammo to help Russia in the war, you know, with their arsenal against Ukraine. And then Russia would give them currency, food, techno uh, technological knowledge. So a nice little exchange there, ammo for necessities, life's necessities. So the U.S. would not be okay with this happening. They've given a stern warning, don't do this, North Korea. And I'm sure that North Korea will be like, okay, we won't do it. Thank you for telling us not to do it. Now we will be well behaved. Phew. So apparently it's an armored train that Kim Jong-un is going in. And its top speed is 37 miles per hour. And then, yeah, which is very slow. Like, I can't run that fast. I can't run very fast at all, but still, that's slow. But it's still got a lot of nice stuff in it. So it's got a medical station. 
and it's like 20 plus carriages. So like a lot of, you know, links of, of trains. And then it's got his personal Mercedes limo and a karaoke room. I'm sure they're singing a lot of really fun, exciting songs with such a wonderful uh, country. And then, yeah, there's French wine, donkey meat, airlifted live lobsters. So it sounds so good. I probably will have to ask if I can join on, but then once I get to Russia, I'm going to stand in the front of the train and be like, stop, you cannot pass. This exchange is not good. Please do not do this. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. Anyone know Uber, you know, you hop into a car, somebody else's car and they drive you somewhere for, for some money, baby. Well, Lyft is is their competitor one of their main competitors i'm sure there's others i've I've always wondered like oh would i ever get into that like it it seems like it's a pretty thing easy thing to get into to get some supplemental income but i don't know it just seems pretty miserable yeah you got to keep your car clean no thank you not interested so their new feature lyft's new feature is to let women and non-binary riders Request their driver's gender. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And, you know, because before you get the person you get, and, you know, the ratings are important too. The driver can rate the rider. The rider can uh, rate the driver. But this this is different. And apparently the company said it's a highly requested feature. And that it would help women and non-binary people to feel much more confident in using uh, the service. And also allowing those drivers to make more money. So yeah, it's going to be a service called Woman Plus Connect. So they can turn that option on in the app and then they'll be able to see that you can hail those riders. Hail those riders, hail them! And then they did say that women encompass nearly half of their riders. And then Lyft says that just 23% of the drivers are women. So nearly half of the riders are women, but just 23% of the drivers are women. Which, you know, I don't, why does that matter? (laughs) We should have freedom of choice, you know, and I don't think anyone's locking a woman out from being able to, to be a Lyft driver. Um, so yeah, so in 2021, Lyft said that they received 4,158 reports of sexual assault between 2017 and 2019. And then, which, yeah, that's a lot. Can you imagine, can you imagine just going and then you're sexually violated? I would not enjoy that one bit. Not now, not ever. So don't touch me. I think I've only joined in on a ride. I think I've only done one Uber. No, 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 no. I've probably done a few now. Probably a handful of times. Yeah, okay, I've done a few. I'm just really trying to think back. I haven't done many of these. Uber, Lyft, whatever. I just, if you're here in a small town in Texas, you don't really have to do that kind of stuff, and I'm very grateful for that. But gosh, New York, it really affected New York City because, gosh, the taxi... Taxi cab medallions. 
NYC price. I'm, I'm Googling it right now. So the taxicab medallion price is... In 2014, it was worth nearly $700,000. Wow. Now it, okay, like pretty recently, like 2021, they were $80,000. Oh my gosh. Okay, there was a time whenever it hit $1.3 million the prices have fluctuated for a medallion and basically the medallion allows you to be able uh, to drive a taxi. Like it, it gives you the credentials. Oh, there's a, okay. There's a graph that's pretty helpful and it shows, it shows what the prices have been through the years. $950,000. Can you imagine that? But then it's kind of the gateway to making more money. So then whenever Uber and Lyft came into the scene, all these people were like, hey, we literally had to pay like almost a million dollars to be able to drive taxis. They can come in. They don't have to pay anything. And then they can just do whatever the heck they want. They're their own boss. We have bosses. We're under a system. This isn't fair. And I can understand that. But also, that's the government for you. It's amazing how whenever the private world joins something, things can change a lot quicker. Things are better, more efficient. I think the prices were better at first. I don't know if really there's much of a difference now between a taxi and an Uber, but things were different before. So, yeah, and I guess I'm thinking, if I'm a woman, what would I prefer? A male or a woman driver? I don't think I really care. And I think that's where I was like thinking, why, why does all this matter? But I guess if you've had a personal experience of of like a sexual assault on a lift and that's your only way of transportation, then I guess I can understand that too. But also nowadays, anybody can claim to be a woman and you could not be a woman and you could still be sexually vi violated that way. So a male could, any man could just be like, yeah, I'm going to be a woman now. And so then that way, these other, these women writers, they can pick me to drive them and I can still sexually assault them. Like there's always a workaround for all these things. They're not probably going to be like, give us your birth certificate. We're going to pick what gender you were or what sex you were with, um, with your birth certificate. I don't think that's going to be the case. So you think you're fixing something, but also imagine if, if people were like, I only want a man driver. Oh, <gasps> sexist. Oh, <gasps> evil evil preferential treatment is silly merit-based a merit-based system is better the best drivers get the best ratings get the most business get the most money that's how it should be i don't think it's rocket science not even for me and that's saying something by the way so Ooh, and then today was it today or yesterday I don't know. But basically, Kevin McCarthy, he's the Speaker of the House, and he's a Republican from California, and he announced a an impeachment probe on impeachment inquiry. Yeah, I need to be specific on my language. Of the president, of Joe Biden. House Republicans have uncovered serious and credible allegations into President Biden's conduct. Taken together, these allegations paint a picture 
of a culture of corruption. Now here's what we know so far. Through our investigations, we have found that President Biden did lie to the American people about his own knowledge of his family's foreign business dealings. Eyewitnesses have testified that the President joined on multiple phone calls and had multiple interactions. Dinners resulted in cars and millions of dollars into his son's and his son's business partners. We know that bank records show that nearly $20 million in payments were directed to the Biden family members and associates through various shale companies. The Treasury Department alone has more than 150 transactions involving the Biden family and other business associates that were flagged as suspicious activity by U.S. banks. Even a trusted FBI informant has alleged a bribe to the Biden family. Biden used his official office to coordinate with Hunter Biden's business partners about Hunter's role in Burisma, a Ukrainian energy company. Finally, despite these serious allegations, it appears that the president's family has been offered special treatment by Biden's own administration, treatment that not otherwise would have received if they were not related to the president. These are allegations of abuse of power, obstruction, and corruption. And they warrant further investigation by the House of Representatives. That's why today I am directing our House committee to open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. This logical next step will give our committees the full power to gather all the facts and answers for the American public. That's exactly what we want to know, the answers. I believe the President would want to answer these questions and allegations as well. This effort will be led by Chairman James Comer at the Committee on Oversight in coordination with Chairman Jim Jordan for Judiciary Committee and Chairman Jason Smith on Ways and Means. Now, I do not make this decision lightly. And regardless of your party or who you voted for, these facts should concern all Americans. The American people deserve to know that the public offices are not for sale and that the federal government is not being used to cover up the actions of a politically associated family. Now, I would encourage the President and his team to fully cooperate with this investigation in the interests of transparency. So, yeah, so it's, it's to investigate the possible involvement in President Joe Biden in the business dealings of his son, Hunter Biden. Which, you know, there's been a lot coming out about that, of like lots of money being given to Hunter Biden from Ukraine. And then it makes you wonder, okay, well then why have we been giving so much money to Ukraine for their war, quote unquote? makes you kind of wonder. So McCarthy said, House Republicans have uncovered serious, incredible allegations into President Biden's conduct. Taken together, these allegations paint a picture of a culture of corruption. Today, I am directing our House committee to open a formal impeachment inquiry into Joe, President Joe Biden. 
This logical next step will give our committees the full power to gather all the facts and answers for the American public. So yeah, so the investigations are going to be led by um, by a few different representatives. Obviously, the one that sticks out to me is Jim Jordan from Ohio. He's really good, really good. So a lot of people are upset that this is happening, that they're probing. Of course, there were impeachments of Trump, and that was no issue. So uh. yeah, so then here's another quote um, from Ian Sims who works for the White House. House Republicans have been investigating the president for nine months, and they turned up no evidence of wrongdoings. His own GOP members have said so. He vowed to hold an open vote to open impeachment. Now he flip-flopped because he doesn't have support. <laughs> so, obviously, we know what happened, but I guess it's hard to prove it? I don't know. I don't know why this has been such an issue. Like, if Trump had done half the things Biden has done, had done, man, well, you already see what's happening to him now. It's extremely unfair and frustrating. So, yeah. I, I'm hopeful this goes somewhere, but sometimes I see that Republicans just do something just for the way it can look, the way it can be perceived, and they're not actually serious about the results of it. So that is a little disheartening. I hope that's not the case. But gosh, I've seen it too many times now, and it's very frustrating. So we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Okay, so then I also wanted to talk about Duolingo. Have you guys heard of Duolingo? I think Duolingo is awesome. It is a free service. It helps you learn languages. And right now I'm doing Greek. And so I'm learning a little bit, but it is kind of hard to start from scratch. I heard somebody say you have to start with the alphabet and that really helps you. Like once you master the alphabet, the Greek alphabet, then pretty much you're good to go as far as the language goes. Eh, somewhat true, somewhat true. So yeah, I've learned a few words, but yeah, with Duolingo, like it's free, so you can't complain too much. And there's ads, so you can't complain too much. I, I was actually like thinking, oh, well, what if I paid for it? I was like considering paying for it, but then they had some questions where it was like homosexual geared questions. And I was, you know, like a man saying my husband and I, and I was just like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not interested. Uh, that was a choice. They didn't have to do that. That was actually whenever I was going more for Spanish. It's funny, uh, going for Greek, I haven't seen any of that, but then of course we haven't learned the word we haven't. <laughs> Yeah, me in a classroom full of Duolingo students. No, we haven't discussed. We haven't discussed the um, like husband, wife. I don't even know how to say that stuff. I know boy is a gori, girl is gorizi. Parakalo is please. Efaristo is thank you. So like I'm learning some stuff for sure. Um, it's it's kind of hard. Like if I was to go to Greece right now, I don't know how well I could do. I don't think I would do very well. I could kind of maybe pick up some words. I could read probably some stuff. Museo, museum, you know, like stuff like that. So, Melene, Sarah, my name is Sarah. And then if you're trying to say good morning, Calimara, Calimera, dang it. That's the thing, it's hard, it's hard. Good evening, Calispera, good night. 
Scalinista. And they have a little bit of a lisp in some of the stuff they say. I am Sarah Sloan. Sorry. So, so it, it's cool. It's cool to learn all this stuff. So we'll see where it goes. You know, in the Christian world, you always hear pastors talking. And so there, there's, in their sermons, they're like, well, the Greek word for this is blah, blah, blah. They sound so cool when they say that. And so impressive. And so intelligent. And then I'm over here like, how do you say pink? Rose. What was another one? No, I know more words than that. I don't know why I'm struggling right now. Gorilla, gorilla. Oh yeah, gala, milk. Imagine if I was like give, like doing a sermon. I'm like, so yeah, the, the root word for milk is like, or the Greek word for milk is gala. Yeah. It's just not as cool. So Duolingo, please step up your game. I need to know some theological words. Do I think that you could do Duolingo and become completely fluent and able to go to a country and speak the language perfectly there? I don't think so, but I think it's a really good starting place. And they kind of gamify this stuff. So you like select, you know, it'll tell you, hey, you're wrong, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes I think what, what's frustrating is they don't tell you why. Like I remember, and I don't even know like if this is really the case, but like before everything is like, oh, Nicholas, like Omnicron Nicholas, like or whatever. Like you have to have a letter before like E, Sarah. Like, just really random. And I'm like, is that actually a thing? Like, I, I don't feel like that's a thing, but it probably is. I'm just ignorant. I think it's a good thing to do, though. Um, You know, I, I've uh, my parents are, like, sold out on it. They, they're they really doing it every day. My mom, she's been amazing um, doing, doing her language and all that. So I think it's a good, like, instead of doing puzzles, maybe you could just do that because it's helping you learn a productive language. So I think it's good. it can help strengthen the mind or whatever, but you know who knows who knows. Okay, so let's go to a Bible verse. Oh yeah, so it is Psalm fifty-one verse ten. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. I, you know, I think that's really powerful because God can do it. Like, you know, we feel like our hearts are our hearts are our hearts. We can't change it, but God can create a completely clean heart for us. And then what, what even is a clean heart? Like, I think of purity and then what's purity. Okay. Well, I think purity is, you know, that you can see everything. And it's not shameful. Like, like clear. Everything's clear. Because you know those people whenever you like, you talk to them, but you don't really know anything uh, like about them. I used to talk to them like all day, every day, but you, you, they're not pure. They're not, you're not able to see through them or anything. And not even a way of like, you're dumb. I don't know. It's just purity is like, you're willing to expose yourself. You're willing to show yourself because you have nothing to be ashamed of. I don't know. That's my interpretation of the word pure. Who knows? And God, it, he wants us close to his presence. If, if we're distant from God, it's our fault. It's not his fault. He's always ready for us. And so he, 
he's not trying to withhold himself. That's not really what he's here to do. He's trying to do quite the opposite, in fact, which I love about God. I, I, I'm going to say something pretty controversial. I think God is the best. Wow, she said that. Yeah, I did. Okay? Get over it. All right, you guys. Have a great day.